Thank you, Prison Voice Lady. We are here. I am Titus. That is Levi. This is not the experts. Uh, Levi, I am thrilled right now, Levi. Mm. I'm sure Why? that's surprising to you. Why? Yeah, go ahead. But I am I am overjoyed right now. Fill me with your BSI. The draft listen to BSI. BS. BSI is dissolved. Okay, fill um, me with your BS. Um, the draft lottery was tonight. Mm-hmm. And I saw what happened. Pistons went number one. The Pistons went number one. But you know who wasn't in the top five, Levi? Um, well, go ahead, tell me. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder, baby. Yeah. Well, they get six, All that seven, six, seven. Disgusting basketball behavior. They are at number six. Yes, sir. All that disgusting basketball behavior they displayed this past year. All that sending people home, shutting people down, trying to make the team look as bad as possible with the 800,000 picks. They ain't even got one in the top five. All them picks. No top five pick. Oh, oh, that's so sad. Oh, no one for them to, no top player for them to get that they can hate when they leave them in seven years. You know, no one for them to yeah. waste again. Yeah. No franchise player from the waste once again. Nope, nope. They are out of it, out of the top five. And I just, you love to see it. You really do. You really love to see it. Yeah. You really yeah. so that that warmed my heart like a good cup of hot cocoa on a winter on a winter's eve mm-hmm. or like you know you remember the old Campbell's commercials when the kid would have the really red nose and then they eat some Campbell soup and then they would be here they would be cured yeah <laughs> that's that's, a- that's how I feel right now knowing that the Oklahoma City Thunder are not are not in the top five of the NBA NBA draft this year mm. that is that just thrilled me. I am truly thrilled right now. Now, I would have preferred Toronto get rewarded because they're not down here that much. You know, they'll be hanging out with these with these bums with this mm-hmm. cesspool of trash. But you know, I, I respect Detroit getting it. Trey hasn't had a number one pick, and I don't think I've ever seen them have a number one pick in my lifetime. Honestly, I, I don't. Yeah, it's been a while. I, don't, I mean, yeah. I don't so, know if they've ever had and, one. So yeah, they've been stuck in the worst purgatory where they're not bad enough to get number one. They're also not good enough to do anything in the playoffs. So yeah. I am I am kind of happy to see Detroit there. This was a good draft lottery for me. Yeah. Because normally I hate the draft lottery because I always rewarding Cleveland, rewarding teams for losing players like the Pelicans. Like, no, I'm happy that justice was served this year. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are not rewarded. And that just thrills me. So I just wanted to open up with that. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. My game starts tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're still in the playoffs. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, it yeah. is. Can we so get into I, Ben I mean, Simmons yeah. now? Sure, we can. Well, do you want to? I'll, I'll let you start. Get. I mean, you feel bad for Ben Simmons, right? I do feel bad for Ben Simmons, but I'm also at a place where I feel bad for him, of course. But it's not like I'm making excuses about it. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because living in your own head really sucks. As someone who lives in his own head, it's really yeah. trash. It's a terrible experience, and he's clearly living in his own head. I mean, the man passed up a layup. The man passed up a dunk. A dunk, yes. Because he thought, yes. because he thought Danilo Gallinari was going to come up behind him. That's what he said in the press conference. He thought yeah. Danilo Gallinari was going to come behind him and stop it. And I'm like, I, that's can't, I can't respect what was, that. What was he going to do about it, Ben? Um, it's not about respecting it. It's about the fact that he's making up these reasons because he can't just publicly say he's in his own head because that sounds terrible. I don't know what sounds worse. It probably sounds worse than that because people don't care about people having people don't care about athletes and their mental issues. Um, <laughs> or have it been mental struggles. They don't they don't care about that. So it's probably the best answer, the best of the bad. But overall, man, like at the end of the day, dog, if you're the number two guy on the team, 
you have to be willing to do things like do certain things like choosing to not shoot the ball or not be an offensive at all is just unacceptable for a number two mm-hmm. or number one like someone who has the potential to be a number one like the thing i admire about ben simmons is also the thing that frustrates me about ben simmons because the thing I admire about Ben is the fact that he has embraced his role. Like you talking about this year, you're talking about he's like, yeah, I want to go for Depoy. I like to set people up. I admire the fact that he's not trying to like how many young players embrace really embrace defense like that, right? It's not a lot of them. Yeah, he's 24. He's like trying to be a great defender, and I I, I admire that. I admire the fact that he he plays to his strength. He knows what his strengths are. But the problem is, dog, you are the you you your potential is greater than what you think it is. Yes. And he doesn't understand that fully. Mm-hmm. And it's rough to see because stuff like that always hits me because um um Mr. Like, I'm not trying to make myself like some great athlete. Believe I, you know me, like I'm Mr. Like people are like, oh bro, you're like I'm Mr. Potential dude. So it's like stepping into that role. For me, I have more time to not be that. Like I have more time to figure it out than he does. Like he is a professional athlete and people expect them to be great from jump. He's expected to be great from jump. It's mm-hmm. not that you have a time to figure your life stuff out. You kind of got to get together. It's kind of fair, but you, you kind of got to get together because he's a professional athlete. He's got to get there a lot faster than I do for mm-hmm. his job, for his future. Um, I think the pendulum of what well, the pendulum always swings super far in sports. Like it goes from you're valuable to you're completely worthless at the same time, <laughs> you know? So uh, it's, gonna be a rough offseason for him hopefully he makes changes i mean philly after throwing him under the bus directly under the bus and everybody's like oh yeah we're gonna work with him this summer you know he wants to work on these things this summer after all y'all just throw him, you just throw him under the bus don't there's there's no saving that that's a wrap there's no redeeming that trade value you already throw him under the bus he's, he's done but nah man um his time in philly is probably up that's the end of that and you know whatever happens next happens next yeah so i do want to say i do want to say uh Someone put up on our NBA put up comments from Greg Popovich before, and Greg Popovich absolutely loves Ben Simmons, like okay. as is. Yeah, because Popovich. I mean, I'm I'm sure Popovich sees like what he can be mm-hmm. at the same time. But he's also like you look at he pretty. Much, I think to paraphrase, pretty much was you look at all the things he can do on the court. Who cares if he can't shoot? That's pretty much what Greg Popovich said. Yeah, which I do think is true. But I also think Greg would like lose the little bit of his hair left by demanding that he shoots the ball sometimes. Just go shoot. Well, I mean, Greg will, probably, Greg will probably force him to do that, put, put him on the bench, to be honest. Like, Greg will probably just put him on the bench, and he'll just be sitting there making 30 mil on the bench if that happened. But, yeah, um, you know, that, that's a wrap for the, for the Philly as a whole. I don't know where they go from here, truthfully, um, because to me, the real other problem for them beyond Ben Simmons is the fact that you have to buy Harris making, what, 20, 20, 30 mil. I don't know what you do with that. Something like I think that. I said that last show too. I don't know what you do with that contract because I don't think anyone wants it. And I also don't think he's a real number three or two. He Wait, is a who? Tobias Harris. Ah. He he's a really good a, four. He's a great four. An incredible four. Um, he doesn't make four money though. The yeah. issue, <laughs> right? <laughs> he or doesn't six make four man. Money. Or a great six man. And he is nah, he's too good at six man. He can start. He can start. It's just, it's just. But, I mean, I think is, a lot of six like, men can start. He's a but, real great value. He's got, like, got great value Chris Middleton vibes. Mm-hmm. Where, like, on a less consistent basis, you'll get a good game from him mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Whereas Chris Middleton, he'll give you, like, a stinker, but he still might close it out. Shout out to the Nets, Bucks game. But, yeah, that's the overall look. That's the overall look on Philly. I've had a few days to process and calm down and get my thoughts together. But, yeah, that's where I stand with it. 
Yeah. Well, I want to preface that um, from somebody, maybe I don't, I, I may not be to your extreme, but uh, for those that know me, no, I'm one that lives in his own head too. I think way too much. I overthink things. But anyways, uh, so I want to shed that light as in I am a little bit of an empath for Ben Simmons, just a tiny bit, just, 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 just a little bit. But um, I haven't thrown this take all over the place, so it's not like I'm going to claim it and say it's a take I've stood on for forever. But I've always considered Ben Simmons and Andrew Wiggins sort of the same, as in they just never passed the smell test for me. To me, they were hold all- on, hold on, no, you're not getting it off. You're not getting it off. You're not getting it off. You're not getting it off at all. Because I can go back to a year ago to where we were both talking about how Ben Simmons should be a five and it'd be better for the team. And we were talking about Ben, would you say Ben or Embiid? And you were like, I might look at Ben going forward because he is going to be healthy. He could be a five. You see this on, on, on this very program. So you're not getting the. Yeah, but you weren't. Yeah, but you weren't going to let me. You weren't going to let me finish that, though, because you pretty much explained what I was about to say is that I would have been way more impressed with Ben Simmons if uh, if we were sticking him down in the four and five. Look, I think he's just I think it's time to stop with the Ben Simmons experiment, even though, look, this could be way too a terrible take. It could be way too early to throw this guard position potential away. But. Um, okay, the experiment was cool, but let's put Ben down on the post or let's find some other way to utilize him. He cannot be your main facilitator of an offense. I fully believe that. I don't fully disagree, but also, I mean, I think he should be a four on the, but I think he'd be a, I think, well, the team would have to be built a very specific way. Yeah. It like would if be. he was a facilitator for, say, if he was, if he was a facilitator for, say, Portland. Like when you have a dominant a guard guard that can go get buckets in Dame, yeah. then it can work a little bit. Him well, being in the same way with in the, the same way with uh, my suggestion of him and Bradley Beal linking up in uh, Washington. Yeah, I think that yeah, could that'd work. be very that'd be very good. Yeah, that'd be good for everybody. Yeah, yeah. but I think yeah, for the majority of he, these teams, he's a better fit at a four. Oh yeah, as four a five. Five. yeah, as yeah. a four. Like he can he can be of he can be a he can be like a facilitating four. Like he can still bring the ball up in trans. You still want the ball in his hand in transition because transition he's a monster you yeah know? um but yeah I, I think i've been saying he should be yeah he should be a four i thought it was better that way anyway um and what's crazy what's really crazy is that if marco Fultz's shoulder isn't whatever it was he probably is mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. if Fultz, if Fultz's shoulder is what it was is what it looked like it was supposed to be um dang max Scherzer got his got his got substance checked four times three times in the game today uh, nice. I saw Degrom three times in four innings once. Three last times in four innings or twice. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Degrom was the first one to get checked last night. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Um. Besides a pregame check, but uh. Yeah. Yeah. With Ben Simmons, I just can't feel that sorry for him though because um. I mean, did his did free throw shoot? Well, I mean, no. Um. Did his free throw shooting get worse? Like, cause the yes. clip came yes, out. Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, you proposed the question weeks ago. Why does Luka yeah. Doncic, how does a three-point shooter, a great three-point shooter, so bad at free throws? Well, I mean. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, how does Ben Simmons shoot 32% from the free throw line in the playoffs? I don't know. That's why I don't know, because Ben Simmons, his first year in the playoffs, shot 70% from the foul line. Yeah. I mean, like, a, I think it was. It's the weirdest thing, bro. The mental block in his head is ridiculous at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like. It's so bad because he's not that bad of a shooter in the playoffs. It's, it just got worse somehow as he got older. 
Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying he literally shot 70% as a rookie in the playoffs from the free throw line. And somehow that dipped to whatever this was this year, which I, I have no idea how this happened. But well, I mean, besides, besides it being mental, that's the only answer. And shooting with the wrong hand, which is many uh, basketball people have said he shoots with the wrong hand. Yeah, that's a huge theory. And uh, I mean, it's a pretty interesting yeah. theory because he said he may be right handed, but he grew up learning how to do everything with the left hand. Um, his parents may do everything with the left hand. Yeah, but he does other things naturally righty. Yeah, his parents may even play basketball. His dad might may play basketball lefty. Yeah, that's, that's not a terrible, like, not a terrible play. But I mean, you want to learn both hands, but you want to learn both hands. You want to get it balanced. Yeah, <laughs> you want to get it balanced. There. That's how my um my uncle raised my uh, cousin like that. He's right handed, yeah. but he bats and can do everything left handed. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, any where was I going with that? Oh, that uh, he bro, what. That performance he put up, especially in the fourth quarter, though, um, in game seven, it was not only, like, embarrassing, cowardice, sad, but also okay, relax. It, it was very elementary because you one of the first things you learn, like, in basketball, when you're just standing there and the coach is making the defense rotate and you're just passing the ball to each other, the, the number one thing is you grab the ball, you get in the position, and you look at the rim. Why do you look at the rim? Oh, well, maybe you just might be in the position to have a shot, but also, too, kind of throws the defense off guard. They don't know what you're doing if you're looking at the rim. Uh, you make make a no-look pass or see something. I don't know. The dude didn't even look at the rim, bro. I don't, I don't think he, there was one time he dribbled that ball coming down half court, even within inside of the three-point arc. I didn't see him look up at the rim. That's why whoever was guarding him was able to stay as comfortable three feet away from them and then just – and pretty much uh, was able to close off. He dribbled them into some really bad situations, too, because he'll dribble, dribble, dribble. They'll just let him keep dribbling as long as they stay in front of him. So now he's inside the arc. The dude who's guarding him is three feet off of him now into the paint, and he's pretty much shutting off, um, practically playing double team on Embiid or whoever's in the post. Like, it was just bad, dude. I mean, it's just, hey, he was just like the free offense. throw shooting. It was bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was it was a battle of our points. Yeah, he was he was like a he was just like a body on offense. Like he wasn't even bringing the ball up that much. He was just passing out the way and just stand somewhere out the way for the most yeah. part. Like he was just kind of there. Um, I don't like people using the cowardly word. I think it's kind of whack, personally. I don't think I don't like that. I don't like anybody doing that. I think it's kind of weird. Lovatar used that word a lot <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I didn't, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to Lovatar. I haven't listened to Lovatar in a while. I don't like I don't like doing cowardly stuff for basketball stuff. I think it's kind of weird personally i mean but he's the guy and he prefaced it yesterday but dude he used that word about 20 times and he prefaced it all with look i'm not the guy you all know me i hate being the oh he was scared oh he was a coward guy he said but what i watched last night was straight cowardice so, yeah i don't i don't i, I, just, I just don't like that I, that that rubs me the wrong way for some reason something about something about that rubs me the wrong way it's just weird to me strange I mean, you gotta be a dog bro that's also I don't you know I'm not a sports cliche guy either so I don't that that, that does nothing what you said uh, that, <laughs> that, that does nothing for me <laughs> I'll supplement it then I'll be the guy you got to be a dog <laughs> um I will say he's he's been a, he's been a nice scapegoat for you know a lot of decisions that were made that, well for uh, some other players on that team like Joel Embiid's eight turnovers uh Tobias Harris's terrible game um not not just Joel Embiid's eight turnovers but all those freaking uh, turnaround fadeaways he shot yeah i've just i've just got i've grown numb to those at this point in this year like i'm just i'm just i'm just over those at this point um, i'm finished with those um and he made some comments about that actually and b did 
his in his post game interview. Turn turn around fadeaways. Yeah, he was like, I know a lot of people want to see me in the post all the time, but that's not the way the game is played anymore. So I'm gonna take the fadeaway. I'm gonna take the threes. I'm gonna do all that. That's that's how the game's supposed to go. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but you're not making them consistently. Exactly. So exactly. Thank <laughs> you know you. what I'm saying? Like, Thank you. Because you gotta have enough uh, self awareness and uh, game awareness too to know. Hey, there's this many seconds, you know, minutes left in the clock. It's this score. This has worked how many times for me? Let's try something right. different. Yeah, like it's it's one of those things. I don't know. I don't know, man. That franchise is in a really weird spot because even if they trade Ben Simmons, I don't think you're not getting much value. I mean, you're gonna get decent value. I mean, they're gonna get a good player because I feel like I feel like the trade's gonna be better than anybody expects it to be because just people are like, I don't know, I feel like people are so um on the other end of the spectrum right now, I feel like NBA is still you still get a good trade out of that to get a decent player. But I don't know if it's a player that takes you over the top because I mean you're not getting I don't think any I don't think you're getting a, a star level player which you need you're gonna need more than one Joel Embiid and a and role players are like a really good number two to get through the East next year. I just don't see like forecasting the East next year, I don't see where their chance is to really, really um become a uh to really really like get a title have their title win. i think our title window was literally this year like this was it was yeah. literally a one-year window and i don't see them getting back to it i mean i could be dead wrong but i don't see them getting back to it next year personally now is um is is dame a free agent no okay dame's locked up through like 24 i think I'm trying to think of, I think, the best fit for them, which is it may be way too big of an ask because there's not that many of them, and they're fairly, very highly uh, valued. But you you got to supplement, you got to uh, replace them with a Dame type, Trey Young type, somebody who's going to go out, right? And when you really need it, they're going to go get you buckets, right? And I'm saying they're not, they're not I don't see they're going to, they're not going to get that. Yeah, like their best bet at that was James Harden last year and Daryl Morey and uh, oh, yeah. uh, what's name wasn't trading him uh, to. He wasn't trading with Philly. That wasn't happening. Yeah, that uh, and that, that's why I suggest. Yeah, yeah, that's why I suggested the uh, Wizards trade because I think yeah. Russ would be a good fit with Philly, and I think Ben Simmons would be a good fit with Beal. Russ is an interesting fit because it still doesn't solve the spacing problems, but he'll also take shots, so that helps. Yeah, he will at least t- attempt to take shots, so you can't just you know pack the paint. I guess, but yeah, Russ and Russ and Embiid, that'll be, you know, it was a good fit for them with with Ben Simmons. Who's that? Jimmy Butler. With Ben Simmons? Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that was a good fit. That worked out pretty well. Oh, that oh, one year. Oh, yeah. Gotta hate it. Gotta wait, hate it. Wait, this was it was successful? Didn't they like weren't they like a shot away from making the conference finals that year? Like a Kawhi Leonard seven bounce shot away from making the conference finals? To be honest, I can't remember, man. I just remember they were. Yeah, they were. Jimmy did like <laughs> playing there. Yeah. No, nah, they were. They were literally a bounce away from making the conference finals that year. Uh, I think Jimmy Jimmy would have resigned there, but they didn't want to give him the fifth year. He won that fifth year, and they wouldn't give it to him. Oh yeah. Which I don't fully knock him for because I'm still not sure about Butler's game aging well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for right now, it would have been, been good for him. At this very moment, would have been good for him. But sometimes you got to kick that can down the road and just deal with when you get to it. But yeah, you know they had a, and they had a lot of issues in the front office with like who was making decisions and who was in charge because a lot of stuff got blamed on Elton Brand that wasn't necessarily Elton Brand's fault mm-hmm. in that time frame. Uh, but yeah, so good luck them going forward. Let's talk about winners though. You want to talk about some winners? Yeah, the Hawks. Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's also a winner. Ah, uh, yeah. He won, in, he won in defeat. He won in defeat. Um, 
Except Literally, for he yeah. didn't he didn't win. Except he was defeated by his feet. Yeah. So I thought that's you what you were going it. with the defeat. <laughs> you hate to see it. You truly do. Um, that was a fun series. Yeah, it was. The last game was fun. I mean, the whole series overall was terrible, but the last game was fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the last two games at least. They were they were they were fun basketball. Um, I don't know what you think. KD can't do it all, man. KD can't do it all. Uh, it was great. This is what, um, besides them losing, is what I wanted to see. We finally got to see the KD game. Um, but yeah, Milwaukee. Another just, KD game. Another KD game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, two KD games we haven't seen in a while. But right uh, for sure. Milwaukee's just a, they were just too good. <laughs> I mean, without James, a full healthy James Harden and a Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, Milwaukee. Um, they just, I mean, they did a really good rotating the ball. And uh, I mean, they kind of exposed that Nets defense a little bit, even though the Nets defense has improved tremendously mm-hmm. um, compared to the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yo, I also want to say shout out to James Harden for like making one hamstring work mm-hmm. on literally one hamstring and not being exposed defensively because he's stronger than any human being on earth, apparently. Mm-hmm. He's ridiculously strong. It makes no sense. Um, honestly, I think he gave the Bucks too much credit there in terms of like offensive production. Uh, in terms of like you know all the ball rotation. Yeah. Because uh, I want to be honest with you, I thought they were going to lose in. I thought they were going to lose in regulation and overtime. Honestly. Yeah, me too. Because they're first off, can we let's talk about Coach Bud's uh wonderful play at the end of regulation? Mm-hmm. That was an incredibly incredible drawn up play he had to have mm-hmm. Giannis take some hook shot fade away. That was just he's so terrible. Um. Yeah, to me, the Bucks got into ice. Like, I think defensively they're solid, but offensively they everybody gets into like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go this time. You go next time, and then you go the next time after that. Like with Drew Middleton and Giannis, mm-hmm. which it works sometimes and it works really well. Like the fact that what I like about Drew is the fact that he was terrible. Drew and Chris Middleton were terrible that game, mm-hmm. but they still managed to hit some big shots, well, a couple like a couple shots to them down the stretch and keep them, you know, to keep them alive. But Overall, I still don't trust that team. I don't. I just I can't trust them. Yeah, and I it's it's really a boo knows thing because I don't know what the offense is. Do you know mm-hmm. what the offense is? Because I, I really don't. I don't know what the offense is. I mean, I know what it's supposed to be. Like I know what its, it's vision is. Yeah. But I don't know like what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were right to correct me on the rotation part. Um, that scratch that i would say they did a better job maybe compared to in the past um that's fair that's earlier fair. in the playoffs mainly yeah. when it was a spacing not necessarily mm-hmm. rotating the ball yeah, but spacing fair. so they did have a few uh they were able to pull off a few plays with some good passes um and mm-hmm. get it off but you explained it perfectly bro they really do just take turns of playing iso yeah. ball or pick a roll ball and it'll be middleton this time so it always just comes down to are they hitting that night? Is Chris Middleton right. consistent? No. He's going to give you a few games where he's going to be hitting. Is Drew Holiday consistent? No, but he's going to give you a few games where he's hitting along with all those supporting role players. I mean, Giannis is really going to give you 30 now every game. Um, he's gotten to a really good spot. We get, he really, he literally put like after the first games, he really put up like I think 30 and at least 11 every game. Yeah, he got into a, yeah. yeah, he's got into a groove. Now sometimes sure. it is a little forced though. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and he takes terrible shots. But hey, you kind of got to just live it's, with that when it's the honest. Early shot clock three. Yes, yes. God, I hate <laughs> early shot clock three so much. Yeah, but um, 
so what just happened was is that I mean, Milwaukee was able to string a few more points than the Nets were every night. That's pretty much what it was. Um, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I do want to say they definitely got uh, some mentally tough guys because when the homie Brooke Lopez, my man's had the shot clock violation in the corner, mm-hmm. I for sure thought they were going to fade and fold in overtime. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're done. There's, they're not coming back from that. I really didn't think they would come back from it. And the fact that they held on, you know, even though I know the next manager only put up one, ba- one basket in overtime, but the fact that they held on and didn't, didn't completely go under, and that said a lot to me because the Bucks are known for folding in situations like that. Like, once it gets, once it gets crucial, they're known to just go downhill and mm-hmm. they may stay in the game. So I, I did actually appreciate that because Levi, at no point in overtime, I think they were going to win until they won. I didn't either. I didn't. Until Brooke Lopez was shooting free throws with no time on the clock, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, they're actually going <laughs> to they're gonna win yeah they still were giving him that's crazy that ending in the game was so stupid (laughs) it was everybody already dabbed up and was leaving they're like oh no we gotta shoot these three throws yeah exactly it's like why do you do that in football we don't kick field goals i mean no extra points on game winning touchdowns so yeah that should have been changed that should have been changed uh the same year the football changed changed that rule yeah the football used to have and then the saints had to stand on the field for another half hour that clear field after uh after Stephon Diggs sideline touchdown. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I salute the salute to the Bucks. Uh Levi. Yes. I like to say I was very I was incorrect about the Hawks. Um I for me personally, and I still don't I still feel this way like long term. Um I don't like when teams super young teams go from being a tank job to suddenly, Hey, we're going to make the playoffs now. Cause I feel like you're putting a lot of players who have never experienced winning in any form of basketball or in a professional form of basketball. You're trying to tell them, Hey, we need to go win right now. And usually I don't feel like teams are ready to do that. Mm-hmm. And for about half season, it was making sense, made a lot of sense. And then the second half season came Hawks, you know, got together, figures things mm-hmm. out. So they went from not making the playoffs to making it. And also, I thought I didn't expect the Magic to actually finally decide, hey, we need to blow this thing up. That was unexpected for me. Um, so that's that that threw things off. I expect I didn't expect Nate Bjorken to be a one-year fired head coach yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few, a few factors. Cause I remember, I was trying to remember my argument was why they wouldn't make it. I think it was I didn't think teams in the East would be falling out that far. And yeah, they the East said, Hold my beard, dog. We got you. Don't even trip. They said, yeah. Levi, don't even trip. We got you. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna fall right off this clip. Oh, and Toronto, Toronto fell completely off too. I forgot about them. They need they in the draft lottery this year. Mm-hmm. See, a few things happened I did not expect them to take place this season. So yes, but the Hawks are in the playoffs, and they're trying to Miami Heat me last year. They're not gonna Miami Heat me. I'm taking Hawks and Hawks and six just just because I'm not getting Miami Heated this year. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it again. Do you want to expound or is that right? Expound, oh, on what the, on the Miami Heat thing. That? Well, okay, no, I was going to say, well, oh. I was going to say, do you see anything in particular besides this whole Miami Heat thing? Do you see anything in oh, particular no. with it? Okay. <laughs> no, not really. I really don't. It's just, okay. it's just, I'm, I just, I don't feel like doing this again for another year in a row mm-hmm. where I pick against team every round and make the final. So, yeah. Hawks in six. So, or seven. I don't know. Do you think, um, let's say the Hawks lose this round or go to the finals and lose in the finals? Do you think the fall is going to be as hard as the heat fall was? It very well could be. It depends on what takes place in the East and how their offseason looks, honestly. 
I, I feel like the East is still in this place where, where it's going really to get better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like the top of the East has going really to get better still. I don't think they'll fall. I mean, I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs for sure. But I think – I don't think – what I've realized with the NBA these past couple of years, like, people blame – people say last year was a bubble thing. I really don't think that's what it was. Like, what I'm realizing is the talent is so spread out right now that you can be – you might not be more talented per se, but it's more about matchups and it's overall talent. Oh yeah, yeah. Than it used to be because typically the seven game series wants a more talented team. Like that's just how that's how the NBA's always been. Mm-hmm. But I think it's in a space right now where it's really just about what matchups you get. Like Heat had good matchups all playoffs last year, and then ran to the by the time I got the conference finals, the Celtics were kind of dead because they just had to play a seven game series against Toronto, right? So it's like everything worked out for the matchup wise. The Hawks played the Knicks, who, um, yeah, the Julius Randle thing. That was yeah. Um, that and Thibodeau being Thibodeau again, that was like, you know, they were in that Susie. That, that was the easy one for them. Um, the They played the Sixers, which is a, the whole organization is a head case at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Darren Moore is probably making a play about it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the a head case. And the Hawks like had some, in, some interesting things to match up with them. Well, it's like, um, so I don't know. It's really a matchup based league right now more so than just pure talent. I think when it comes down to it in the finals, it'll be about talent. But I think right now is really just a matchup type situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the Clippers without Kawhi technically really aren't, you wouldn't think they're more talented than the, than the Jazz. But then you make Rudy Gobert have to guard somebody on the perimeter and Lord have mercy, you're dead as a franchise. You know, <laughs> you're killing you're killing them one seed. So it's really it's really a coaching and matchup based thing. So yeah, Hawks and Hawks and six with no logical explanation for why. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, oh my God. I would argue that, which I'm not disagreeing with you, it's totally a matchup game. Um, and we have gotten a little lucky. Now, if – I mean – It's uh, the playoffs, even, man. It, yeah, it, it's yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to use that as a full argument. Like, I do think – I mean, Embiid's injury for sure hurt, but, like, there's no reason you're using like, you're losing the game seven at home. And you're blowing a 18, 24, 26-point lead in the playoffs. Dog. There's no reason for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I think the Bucks have us so I was not nervous about um the 76ers length or height on us um the reason why I wasn't is because I know like I'm I know they don't have a bucket getter and so I had to factor that in the Giannis is better than Embiid when it comes to getting buckets consistently so I give them that um little bit of a uh, advantage over the Hawks along with their size. Uh, I don't know how we guard both Clint Capella and Giannis. And um, who's their three? Oh, Middleton. Brooke Lopez? You mean Brooke Lopez? Yeah, I said, said Brooke Lopez. Oh, my bad. Yeah. You Brooke, Clint uh, <laughs> You good. I'll make sure. Brooke Lopez, yeah. Giannis, uh, Middleton. Those are some pretty tall dudes. And Honestly, this should be a easier matchup for Capella because he got cooked by a one-legged Embiid. So I feel like a two-legged Brooke Lopez shouldn't be too much worse, yeah. right? And I think I'm um, I'm discounting John Collins' ability, defensive ability, a little bit, or I might be downplaying that. I just don't know how he's going to hold up all however many games, however many quarters the series goes to against Giannis. Now we do have some guys we could rotate in there um, to give him a break on defense. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, man, because I think – Trey's gotten a little better on defense, but uh, Drew Holiday can kick him. I mean, could cook him um, a lot. 
I think Drew Holiday is going to be the big X factor in this series, to be honest. For sure, for sure. Um, I think Drew, Drew the difference, such a different defender. Like, Ben Simmons is strong, but he's also long. Drew is just strong. Like, Drew is strong, and he can probably – he'll give – I think he'll give Trey some fists for sure. Mm-hmm. I think the fifth lead bus can give, can give Trey some issues. And I think they might be the first team that maybe could actually hunt him defensively because he really hasn't been hunted by anybody because no one's had anybody to hunt him with, right? Like, Philly put well, him I in mean, a couple – Philly put him in a couple things, but it wasn't anything like consistently. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a couple things where they had him try. They he ended up going, he got onto Embiid a couple times, but it wasn't anything major. He was getting hunted, hunted. Except so for game, like, like, game seven was a straight up Bible and uh, Simmons. Though no, I mean I'm talking, hunted, I'm talking about hunted. I'm talking about Trey Young hunted defensively. I mean hunting Trey Young on the defensive end of the court. Oh, okay. Attacking him. Okay, I see. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like to the point about no bucket getter. Like, damn, anybody. There's no one that was really gonna hunt him too much uh, on Philly. Whereas I think the Bucks might be able to do that a little better. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with Middleton, with Holiday guards that can just go, you know, put him in, put him in stuff, and you really can't put him on anybody else, right? There's no one to hide him on in that series, right? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a weirder matchup, but I mean, you know, what's logic? Hawks and six. Hawks and six. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll, I'll go in more depth. I'm still going to do a Hawks uh, solo pod. So, I mean, I'll talk about it more on there. But sticking with the theme of why I picked the Hawks all the way through, besides just being a homer, is the whole offensive firepower. Throughout the regular season, we had six to seven guys averaging double digits. So far in this playoffs alone, our first six are uh, averaging double digits and I think the lowest is 13 points the rest are in the 20s in the high teens look so going back on when we played the Bucks in the regular season we went one and two against them um two of those games we didn't have Trey Young in the one game and the last game that we played against them and we beat them Trey Young did not play in that game who went off for them uh, for the Hawks, Bogdanovich had 32 points, while Herter, Gallinari, Collins still contributed into the double digits. Not all of these guys have to be on every night for the Hawks to win. They've kind of just been taking turns. Gallinari was a huge X factor, and he's going to have to be, or somebody's going to have to be in that series, because Gallinari put up uh, 17 to 22 points every game. This last series, I think one, he was in uh, single digits and he didn't get that many minutes in that one game. But um, yeah, dude, I think we're just really too good at rotating the ball. Trey Young is too good um, offensively. He can, I mean, once he blows by uh, the first defender, he's really good at finding the open shot, going to get a floater, drawing a foul. So I don't know, man. I, I think it's, I think we, they got the uh, advantage on defense, but I think we have too much of an advantage on offense once again. I think one thing about the regular season for the Bucks is that they weren't necessarily sold on trying to win it this year. Like, they mm-hmm. were kind of experimenting a lot offensively. And I mean, def- they were experimenting with different sets, different um, things. They wanted to run from what I was listening to because I didn't watch mm-hmm. every game. But a lot of people said they did a lot more experimentation on trying new things to be more comfortable with different situations in the playoffs this year. Um, so I think – that also has played to the fact when you look at the regular season numbers or whatever happened in the regular season, positive or negative, it's like they were necessarily trying to dominate every game. They're trying to get figure some things out, like mm-hmm. how they want to run going forward. So I think you got to take that into account. But yeah, I mean, the Hawks do have firepower. It's just, it's just something about, the, I, I don't, I still don't fully believe in them, 
because I just don't trust young talent that much to continue mm-hmm. to do this over a team that's been like battle tested, like tested, tested over years. Like Hawks have been tested in the last series, but the Bucks have been tested for about what five years in a row now. I guess mm-hmm. like they've been through the loves and highs. And it feels like it feels like they're supposed to make it feels like the natural the next step for them is the finals. Anything less than them making the finals is kind of a failure at this mm-hmm. point. So I feel like they feel that. But also, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I don't I, Hawks and Six. What what Hawks and Six. Whatever. Exactly. Logical explanation. You could feed <sighs> this Hawks team, I love them, bro. I, I really do. Like I would die for these guys. And I, I know that's being a little too much. And yeah, I'm being a little over dramatic. And would I really take a bullet for them? It's a dramatic no. turn since the uh, since no. before the all-star break. <laughs> it, really dramatic turn since the oh, all-star break. Oh, it, it really is. Um and yeah, since game calling, five. Everybody fired except for John Collins. But yeah. um yeah. <laughs> what look, we could feed a whole country, bro. Any any third world country, bro, we could feed them off our shoulders alone with the amount of chips that are on them. Okay. And that's what I think this delusional confidence is carrying us all the way through. Now, it does seem kind of like a rubber band right now, and we're just being stretched, stretched, stretched. And I'm just waiting for it to snap and for that delusional confidence and that inexperience to come back and bite us in the butt. But hey, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Sometimes it's better to be the young, cocky dude who doesn't know any better and just throws all caution to the wind. And I'm riding the Hawks. Hawks, caution to the wind. Hawks, Suns, clip is a plan now. It's a. Uh... 25, I'm gonna rush because I, I kind of gotta get. I kind of yeah, yeah, you're good. So, so reason, that's the reason I didn't comment too no, much. No, you're good. I didn't you're comment good. too much on it. I'll, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell that for the people. The people tell people think I ignored you. I was just moving on. But yeah, um, Suns and Clippers is a three point game. This is also a weird series because one team missing Chris Paul, the other team missing Kawhi Leonard. I don't know what to do with this right now. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, but who you got in this series? What you, what you think going forward? So, um, I gotta go with the Suns, and I'm going with the Suns as in the same thing as the Hawks. Looking at um, over the regular season and looking at over these playoff series, who's the amount of players that are averaging double digits? I believe the Suns um, may have one more. They have seven players in double digits. I may be wrong. Probably am wrong. It's at least six. And I think the Clippers without Kawhi are averaging two, maybe. Um, So, yeah, there's not enough offense. And Phoenix has mastered team ball. They have mastered ball rotation. Offense facilitation and bucket making isations. Um, Phoenix is a weird case for me because they looked really good against Denver, but I feel like any team in the second round would look really good against Denver, like mm-hmm. with what they had left. They did beat the Lakers. Um, I'll just I'll leave it there. They beat the Lakers, but I guess I don't fully trust them either. But I feel like they're gonna make the the finals because what I'm gonna do trust the Clippers. Like yeah, this is it. This is it. This whole conference finals is full of teams I don't fully believe in. But somebody got to win these games because mm-hmm. we got to get a new champion for the first time. We got to get a team that has won finals since the merger, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. We're in one of those off years where the the big teams aren't aren't uh here right now. That's great. Um, yeah, it's 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 a Mavericks year. It's a Mavericks year. Mm. Literally a Mavericks year. Shout out to the Mavericks because they're the only like off team that won a championship lately. So, you know, it's one of those years. So one of these random teams is going to win a championship, and sure. I wish them all the best. Pistons 04 yeah. year. 
Yeah, but the Pistons stay in the like stayed mattering for a few. Yeah, years they they were pretty relevant. Yeah. Yeah, and they made two, and they made the finals the next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they they were around. They were around. But yeah, uh, I think all the championships are basically what Pistons, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls. Wait, when Heat? All the championships basically. I think all the championships are basically like Pistons, Celtics, Bulls, Heat, Boston one, Lakers. Um, yeah, yeah Celtics. Lakers. Yeah, I said. And then there's like a random Philly in the '80s, like one random Philly, two mm-hmm. random Rocket sprinkles, mm-hmm. a Maverick sprinkle, mm-hmm. a Maverick's cookie. Like it's it's really weird. It's and the Golden State Warriors, of course. Yes, who also yes. became a dynasty. And then the one Cavs. It's very strange. The NBA is a NBA is a NBA is a fun league. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So shout out to that. I get. I'm gonna take Phoenix as well. I'll say. I don't know. I might say. I want to say five low key. I really want to say five over low key. But I think. I think. I, like I think Clippers might have two. The Clippers might have a couple at home. But I feel like the Lakers. Whatever the Suns. The Suns. One thing. One thing about them is they do not play. So once they get you in kill mode, it's time for you to die. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if they go up. Whatever they get three. If they if it's three one, this is gonna be over in five. If it's three zero. Oh, it's gonna be over in five. I just don't expect them to flow and flame out at any point. Mm-hmm. Once they get a lead, because Devin Book is showing himself to be a, a ice cold killer. Uh, one I, last thing I want to say, um, Bill Simmons said something that I thought was really enlightening the other day, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of something that I kind of alluded to, but I didn't put it in the right terms. Why I'm not? That's why I don't make Spotify money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make Spotify money. But he was saying that he thinks what was good for Devin Booker, who he wasn't, he wasn't always talking about Devin Booker. But he said like what he thinks is good for him is having to come up in the front, having to be like the only guy. And he said he thinks for young guys, like it's good to sometimes have to be the only guy where you have to do certain things. And it's kind of like, I was thinking about what I said about Simmons before. Like, probably I've said this multiple times, probably. Where, like, I wish he was able to come up in an environment like Giannis where it wasn't a playoffs every year. It was just, like, you just go develop your skills. And then when you're ready to make playoffs, we'll take you there. And that kind of reminded me of that because I've said that about Simmons before. And, like, him saying that about Booker, I'm like, yes, that's what I was – that's exactly what I've been trying to say. Like, sometimes it's good to – as bad as franchises are, even with Trey, like, it's good to come up where you have to do everything. Even though I think Trey, I thought Trey developed some bad habits, which he still has, like his his logo threes. He's not good at logo threes. He needs to stop that, by the way. What? He's not good at him. He's not good at him. I saw him make like one this whole series. He's not good at those. I don't. I mean, how many has he taken though? He said, "I feel like he took one at least two every game, at least." I would I would give him one every game. I think it's more than one, but I, I'll eat. Like he's not Dame with it. If Dame shoots it, I think it's going in. If Steph shoots, I think it's going in. If Trey shoots, I'm like, why are you doing that? You're wasting time. Uh, I don't think okay, he's not Dame um level and stuff level, but I think you're uh not giving him enough credit there. But I, I say, say I say I want to stop shooting logo threes. That's okay. all I want. His biggest thing logo threes. Okay, stop shooting logo threes and stop turning the ball over, please, bro. Because sometimes uh, he does just dribble that ball down there and he's got one agenda, mm-hmm. and when that agenda is taken away, he just throws the ball away. He's like, All right, we'll get it next time. Part of the Part of the Trey Young, I want to be Steph Curry package is turnovers, dog. <laughs> That's part of the package. Hey, Trey, man, I'm fine you with – You don't get to delete that. You I'm, don't get to delete that DLC. Yeah, I'm fine with, uh, you know, if we want to commit a few in a game. But uh, let's just have a cutoff, say five minutes left in the fourth quarter, no more turnovers. It's fair. It's not going to happen, but it's fair. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh so we can wrap up there. Shout out to the draft lottery for not rewarding the Thunder. I'm so happy. Okay, so you don't get rewarded. That just God, you don't understand how much yeah, they still that. have plenty of drafts, though. I mean draft picks to come. Hey, the Pistons ain't getting no more pick for 75 years. So yeah. there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> hey, they're gonna trade that uh first round pick for Ben Simmons. No. 
Yeah, uh, they're taking Cunningham. Yeah, for sure. For sure, they can Cunningham. Which is yeah. good. I like Cunningham. I want him to have a John Morant-type uh, tournament run on that sorry Oklahoma City, Oklahoma State team, but he didn't. Uh, and shout out to you, Cade, for at least you get to get out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma for once in your life, for a little bit in your life, you know. <laughs> about to be there right now. That's good for you. How much in Detroit? So much of an, an improvement. <laughs> yes, yes. I you did have no idea how little respect to have for Oklahoma as a as a thing, like as a as a I did as a thing that exists in the world. Idea. Yeah. You know shout out to shout out to uh, shout out to Trick Trick. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we can wrap up, bro. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again probably later this week. I'd imagine. Yes. Maybe later this week. Yeah. So yeah. we'll talk to y'all later. Have and a good a, one. And a Hawk solo pod too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. A Homer Hawk pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. We are <laughs> out. <laughs> Peace. Have fun at work, bro. <laughs> uh, no comment.